gonna do that looks dirty (laughs) (laughs) and then as always uh we always appreciate uh love america joining us here uh this evening how's it going there (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) is that the guy who smells says do you smell what the holster's cooking that's him right no we should just do the yes the yes movement. I don't know what this is, dude. I don't Daniel watch. Bryan. Daniel yes. Bryan. This yes movement. Yes. I know this, yep. guys. I don't. I don't watch wrestling. Anymore. Neither do I. I. Wrestling in like ten years. I, I, I do. I, I love wrestling. I've watched like one or two episodes in the past ten years. Does Jeff Hardy still wrestle? Yeah, he does. What about Rob Van Dam? Uh, I think he does, but not anything that's like the mainstream stuff. You know, like. Not like on TV anymore. He did, uh, he did ECW for a little bit, and then he just does like local shit in his neighborhood now, or in his area now. He doesn't do a lot of mainstream stuff. Nope, nope. Alrighty, well, we're uh, we're excited to be able to talk some NFL. We're probably going to keep it a little short. Uh, Chris is showing off the belt as always. And uh, gonna show Chris's award here that he gets for picking the uh, NFL picks of the week when we had it for the regular season. He gets this. He gets this pop, and he gets the to hold it and cherish it until next year when I claim it. See, and like all the other years that I beat you, we don't have the award. And the first time we we do the award, you win it. Like I think that's a little sketchy. If you ask me. We never did an award. We always had a pop bet, and That's I always true. had I always had to buy you a damn pop. Like for the last three years, I've had to buy you a damn pop. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I like yeah. I like having the award though. That'll be good. I can sit like right here, like right in front of the screen, and just be like, "Hey, remember, like you know, I <laughs> I, I got it for this year." So hey, remember I'll- the time I beat you by one point. <laughs> All they had to do was tie. They just had to take the tie, but no, Raiders dicks and freaking take the field goal. Brought it upon themselves, dude. Brought it upon themselves. Yep. <laughs> but have um, taken that time out, man. I know. I know. Uh, but uh, we we got exciting. I think the most, one of the most exciting divisional rounds in NFL football that I've seen in a really long time. Um, let's start off with the first game, which was the Bengals and the Titans. Uh, I should have asked you, Larry, and I apologize. I should have asked you if you thought I was going to win these games when we did our picks. But um, and so I apologize. That was bad. But me and Chris picked the Bengals to win that game. Um, I don't think we picked them to it to be that close, but I think they said it was only like the third time in NFL history that a game had been decided by an interception with only like 20 seconds left on the clock. Um, it 
are, I guess, was surprised in this game. What didn't surprise you? Larry missed out last time to start with Larry. And how you thought about the Bengals Titans game? Who won? The Bengals, right? <laughs> Larry, you're killing me, dude. Like, all I gotta say is who? Who day? <laughs> I mean. I personally didn't think that Tennessee deserved to be where they were. Uh, they found a way to win games. I mean, they that's just what they've been doing the last couple of years. Uh, it was cool seeing, you know, King Henry back on the field. Uh, there's just something special, though, about Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, they, they shut down Chase for a lot of the game, and they were making other people on Cincinnati catch the ball. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, you forced it out of Jamar Chase's hands, but when it came down to it, I mean, who get, who gets the ball? I mean, you, you're going to number one, which is how it is. Um, I don't know uh, if I would have picked Cincinnati to win that game. I don't really know very many people who would have picked Cincinnati to win that game. You guys did, both of you? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I don't think I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I wouldn't have because of how well they've been playing. Uh I'm happy they won, though, to be honest. I don't know why. I just can't stand the Titans. Can't can't stand them. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, uh, Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times in the game, and he's still finding a way to win. Um, what to say about Joe Burrow in kind of second year? I mean, uh, he's hanging in there and leading the team to their uh, – I think it's second time they've ever been in an AFC championship game. Since the so, 80s. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it's like thirty years. You know, they've never won a road game. First time they've ever won a road playoff game. Um, so uh, yeah, just Joe, Joe Burrow getting sacrificed. Um, Macaulay Culkin's got game, man. <laughs> like he he really does. Like he's he's got heart. Um, he, he popped up every single time, no matter how hard that hit was. And he took a couple pretty hard hits, you know, um, Titans defense really like that was a, a, I want to say like every single game this weekend, this last weekend was a huge defensive struggle. Like defenses balled out. All of them did. It was kind of cool to watch. Um, like, yeah, there were some offensive explosions, but nobody got blown out. It was all defense. Um, but, yeah, watching how the Titans' defense managed it, I'm, I'm really surprised that the Bengals got out with the win, the way the, t- the Titans were playing it. What surprised me was the Bengals' defense. They haven't been, like, a top-10 defense all year. They've been okay. They've been in the mediocre range, you know. But – like they shut down Ryan Tannehill, they shut down Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry had like three interceptions in the game for Tannehill. Yeah, he had three interceptions. The one that sealed the game at the end, and then Derrick Henry had less than eighty yards rushing. Like, yeah, of course he got his touchdown, but he had less than eighty yards rushing. Like, that that's unheard of for Derrick Henry. Like, that dude just mows people over, and they were double-teaming. Like, every time Henry got the ball, like, the entire Bengals defense was converging on Derrick Henry. And I'm, I'm going to give it up to, I think his name's Hendrickson, that defensive end. That dude looks like – like, the thing that I'm seeing with the Bengals is all their players, when they take their helmets off, they all got baby faces. 
Like, like Hendrickson has a baby face, but that dude is a monster. Like, he's definitely been overlooked for, like, how good he really is. Yeah, and they brought him in this offseason because of his playoff experience with other teams that he's been on that have gone to the playoffs, and that's coming in handy. Like you said, he's been a beast so far for them in the playoffs. Um, you know, he got that uh, strip sack fumble against the Raiders when, when they were playing you guys and putting the pressure on Tampel, you know, getting making him throw three interceptions. So, um, Bengals, I think they love – they're kind of like the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. You know, they just like the underdog mentality, like doubt us, like keep doubting us, and, you know, we're going to write it all the way to the Super Bowl potentially. Um so I I think that team has a lot of same comparisons to the to the Eagles uh, when they when they went all the way. So they they can be pretty scary going the rest of the way. Um, so the other game that was later that day was the 49ers Packers, and uh, you know the Packers coming out strong very first drive they bring they take it off the field and score a touchdown and they basically just like it down under you know. Um, it was kind of going to start off but the team's going to get out of the end very quickly. Um, and out of nowhere, kind of just, everything's tall. Um, and as much as maybe Aaron Rodgers wants to put it on the special team, you know, like, oh, it was all my hands, but it wasn't my fault. But he had plenty of space to drive down the field as far as the and he couldn't do it. They had the ball with like three minutes left. And on like third and whatever it was, like he bombs it to Devontae Adams and completely misses him. Devontae Adams being double teamed. And then the 49ers get the ball back. Of course, they put a couple plays together with their top people in the middle and Devo. And they get in field goal range. Take it through, boom, done. 49ers somehow win a playoff game without scoring a single offensive touchdown. He's done. He's done. I'll, I'll just uh, leave it at that. He's done with the Packers. Packers. Um, he's already uh, he's said where he wants to go. And I don't like it. Larry will love it. He wants. He, want, he wants to go to the Broncos. And Devontae Adams said. Devontae Adams said he will either follow uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos or he will go play with Derek Carr and the Raiders. Those are the only two options that he wants to play in. I said that a couple weeks ago. Both. Nah. 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 What's happening now? Yeah, it ain't happening yet, buddy. Not yet. Don't get your hopes up. If it happens, if it happens, I could see them like catapulting to the top of the league, top of the division. Honestly, maybe second place behind the Chiefs because the Chiefs are still ungodly. Anyway, um, that game, Aaron Rodgers did march down the field. Aaron Rodgers also got sacked quite a few times. Nick Bosa was in his face all night long like it was the Lionel Richie song man (laughs) like it was bad but 
Aaron Rodgers still made some damn good plays. He still hit, like, I mean, that 50-yard pass to Aaron Jones where Aaron Jones was wide open, like blown coverage. You know, Aaron Jones could have ran that in for the touchdown, but no, like, he, he got caught. Like, it wasn't just on Aaron Rodgers. Like, the, Did they get any points out of that drive, though? They got a field goal. No, they got blocked. No. Oh, that, no, no, not that one. No, no, that was a different play. This was in the third quarter. It was in uh-huh. the third quarter. So, um, to end the half, they got a field goal blocked. That was Mason Crosby's first block all season. Um, for the punt, that was the first punt that was blocked by for the Packers all season. So, who showed up to ball out, honestly, was special teams for the 49ers. Like, special teams won that game. Because if they had not blocked that field goal, it would have been tied at the end. If they hadn't blocked the punt, they would have lost. Because that, again, was a major defensive game. Like, yeah, the Packers marched down on the first on the first drive, but then both defenses shut down the offenses. Like, they'd let them get push a little on the field, but they wouldn't get to where they could score a touchdown. Like, both defenses bent but never broke. And it was it was great to watch. Like I love watching a defense. I played defense when I played football. You know, I, I love watching defensive struggles. I hate watching fifty eight point games where like the the quarterback goes off for seven touchdowns and the running back has four. You know, it's it's just dumb to me. Like it's fun to watch because you're watching all these electric plays and stuff. But I'd rather watch a defense shut down an offense, especially a high powered offense like the Packers. And then the, the Packers turning around their defense, shutting down the 49ers defense. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo shit, but Debo Samuel is a monster. You know, and he's he's actually the one on offense that helped march them down the field to, to get there. Like, Kittle had a couple passes that he caught, but he didn't really do much with them. It was Debo, like, rushing the ball. Like, that dude just couldn't be stopped. He averaged 10.2 yards a carry that game. That's insane to me. He's a wide receiver, not a running back. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Like I said, I think Debo and Kittle, their big names on offense, stepped up at the end for that big drive, especially Debo, because second place to Cooper Cup for yards after catch. So, I mean, that's that's saying something. He's going to get the ball, and he's going to get you the yards. Like, And he likes having the ball in his hands when it's needed. Um, so Larry obviously kind of chimed in a little bit about Aaron Rodgers. He's crossing his fingers, but do you think he is done, or you think the your your fantasy that you dream about at night is going to come true? Uh, here's here's the big thing, um, and this is kind of my hot take on it. Everybody talks crap on Tony Romo, right? Could never handle a big game. Yeah, nobody says that about Aaron Rodgers. Because he actually won one against Big Ben and the Steelers, no, nonetheless. Whoop de doo, dude. Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is just like Tony Romo. They are on, uh, not even just on paper. During the regular season, you will not find a better quarterback in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is arguably the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. He's not a playoff caliber quarterback. He's 0-4 to the Niners. 
He said the Niners will regret their decision by not taking him. He has never beat the Niners in the playoffs. 0-4. He's won one Super Bowl. Hasn't done anything since then. You go to the playoffs, that's cool. You win your division. What does that get? So would I like to see Aaron Rodgers come to Denver? Obviously, who wouldn't? I could have a winning season. I could actually maybe make the playoffs. But what then? What are you going to get me after that? If you can't win in the playoffs in the NFC, which has been very strong as a place, um, what makes you think you can beat Kansas City? Three times, nonetheless. I mean, there's potentially have to play them three times. Look at the Niners and the Rams. I mean, they're, they got to play for the third time this year. Can the Niners pull it off? I don't, I don't fucking know. But it, it, it's going to be crazy to see the whole Aaron Rodgers drama uh, unveil because of what's happening. He, I think he's done with Green Bay. Um, maybe not necessarily with football. Uh, they're saying right now that Nathaniel Hackett is the front runner and the favorite to win Denver's head coaching job, which I'd take him over Dan Quinn. Um, so they, they said, I mean, Devontae said it too. If, if Nathaniel Hackett comes to Denver, there's just more more leverage and stuff to bring Aaron Rodgers in. Aaron Rodgers would have arguably the best running offense he's ever had. Um, I know he's had some big name backs, but I'm you know consistently good. He'd have probably the best wide receiving core he's ever had, and a consistent defense. So I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, I would like to see him play football. Obviously, I'd like to see twelve on Denver. Who wouldn't want twelve on their team? I mean, they'd just be dumb to say no. But uh, I'm I'm actually kind of loving his no fucks attitude. I thoroughly enjoy that. I, I, He's just kind of given up, and I think a lot of it is because of what's happening with him in Green Bay. So I hope he leaves and retire if he must, but I don't know if coming to Denver is is the right decision for either one of them, to be honest, at the end of the day. So it's a quick fix, basically. Lipstick on a a pig with Rodgers coming into Denver. It's a short-term fix, too. Yeah, I mean, they did it with Peyton. It was great. He's 38. He's 38 years old. Yeah, I mean, you brought in Peyton, five years of Peyton, two Super Bowl appearances, one blowout, one win. Can Rodgers do the same thing with how high-powered our division is right now? I mean, when you really think I, – I would, I would make the case that our division is one of the hardest and strongest divisions in the, in the in football. Not necessarily record-wise, but games. Um, but I think he, you got the Chargers who are playing great. you got – Obviously, Kansas City, but I mean, there's really no hard team in the NFC right now for Rodgers to compete against. The NFC, he's got all the big-name quarterbacks in there. So, might make more sense for him to come over, but who, who, who fucking knows? <laughs> my, my prediction goes to the Bears. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. They trade him for Justin Fields? Oh, or Nick Foles. They traded for Nick Foles. That's how it's going to play out. Speaking of Nick Foles, I brought this up earlier. It was a funny little candid thing. Um, Nick Foles has the same amount of Super Bowl wins, Super Bowl MVPs, and NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers. And where does Nick Foles rank against good quarterbacks? That's the problem. I, I think Nick Foles is actually a good quarterback. Like, I'm no, not going to lie. The dude knows how to he knows how to run a game. He threw for seven touchdowns in a game once as a starter for the Eagles. Like the guy knows how to play football. He just doesn't want to play for the Bears. He got traded to the Bears by the Jacksonville Jaguars. He wanted to play for Jacksonville, but he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, he actually wanted to be there, and then they just traded him to the Bears. Like, he doesn't want to play for the Bears. That's why he played like crap. Nobody wants to play for the Bears. But I, I will say, in the time that he was in for the Bears, the games that he started, he definitely looked better than Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. I think he did. But they still wanted to win the, a couple the games. Game so. Justin Fields. Yeah. No, that's true. But that, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I agree with you. I think Nick Foles is better than he's a very underrated quarterback. But when you think of top tier, when you think of top quarterbacks in the NFL, you don't think Nick, Nick Foles, Foles is, is nowhere in the conversation. But he's done just as good as these other guys. I mean, he's got a ring. He actually not only does he have a ring, he beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. How many quarterbacks would say they've done that? Just two. Eli Manning and Nick Foles. And Nick Foles. And both of them out of the NFC East, where the Cowboys can't succeed. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you lost I mean, to a team I, with an 8-8 eight and eight record. I don't know what else you need to say. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a crazy offseason this year. I think it's going to be – I mean, there was Sean Payton stepping down. I mean, yeah. which is massive for the Saints. I mean, he's talking, I want to go to TV. I've been talking with Drew. Uh, whatever. There's what t- I think ten vacancies right now for head coaches in the NFL right now. There's ten openings. Like it, it's about to be a circus. Like honestly, I think it's going to be a circus in the NFL this offseason. Yeah, and especially the every year it always seems like there's a QB carousel. We kind of talked about it uh, last time on the podcast. You know, Russell Wilson, he could be going elsewhere. Aaron Rodgers could be going elsewhere. Um, just a lot of different quarterbacks could be moving around. Uh, just want to throw this out there. So Mark Davis came out and said he was going to pursue Russell Wilson. Could you imagine Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes all in the same division? That would change things a lot for that division, that's for sure. That would make our division so much harder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely would. My team um, still suck. <laughs> so that was the the Saturday games. So moving on to the Sunday games, uh, the first game was the uh, Rams versus the Bucks, um, and the de- the game started off as like a blowout. The Rams, you know, getting that big lead, um, and then started, you know shooting ourselves in the foot left and right uh, with having four total fumbles in the game to give the Bucks a chance to, to come back for Tom Brady to do his Tom Brady thing. Um, and then the Rams were just like, hey, we got 30 seconds left. Let's show why we went out and got Matthew Stafford. Let's go out and show why Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup connection is the best in the NFL this year. And he hit uh, a, one pass that got like 20 yards or something like that was the first pass, and Cooper Cup got out of bounds. And then the second play, the Bucks and don't ask me why the Bucks did this, they did an all-out blitz, like zero blitz, where they sent everyone, which left Cooper Cup one-on-one with someone, and Cooper Cup just took off. And I saw this meme. Uh, that someone posted after it happened and basically it was uh, Matthew Stafford like throwing the ball and then a little caption that said well Cooper Cup is somewhere out there <laughs> oh they stole that from the Raiders 
Yeah. They stole that from Aaron Rodgers. No, they, they stole that from the Raiders because Derek Carr this year, like, there's a meme of him throwing the ball up, and he's like, Renfro's down there somewhere. So I feel like they, I feel like the meme sits with Matthew Stafford because it was Calvin Johnson's down there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, Cooper Cup catching, like, a freaking 50-yard pass, uh, setting him up for a field goal. Uh, Matt Gay, former Buck, by the way. Gets to send the Rams. Yeah, gets to send the Rams to the NFC Championship round with a field goal in his former stadium. Um, Matt, Gay, Matt Gay, also former U of U. Well, yeah, was, there you go. A kicker for the U of U. There you go. So, um, you know, that game, obviously, we can't have four fumbles. You know, that's kind of a given. I know I'm sure you guys are going to point that out when you break down the game as well. Um, one thing I want to point out, and this has always been my thing, sorry, it's repetitive, but, you know, we do our hashtag Cooper Cup for MVP, and one of the announcers in the game after he caught that deep pass for the game-winning field goal was like, if Cooper Cup doesn't get, like, top five in votes for MVP, it's a crime. Top five? Like, what in the – so they're saying if he gets number five in MVP votes, that would be good. That that who cares if you're ranked fit? Like no one no one knows the top five of MVPs. They only know who won the MVP. And there's no no reason why he shouldn't be top two or at least the the MVP in the league. So um, just throwing that out there that I still think it's nuts that sports analysts are still saying, well, he should at least be top five. And I, I just think it's crazy just because he's a wide receiver that they it, it, if you're gonna do that if the MVP is a quarterback award, then make it the most about, most valuable quarterback. Change the name of it and just give it to the best quarterback in the league every year. Just give it to the whoever they feel is the best quarterback. Just give it to him. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. They can't call it MVP anymore. I feel like but that's my little soapbox rant. Uh, we can go to, to Larry now. You can comment on some of the stuff I said, maybe, and kind of just break down the, the game a little bit, how you felt it went. Yeah, so I wasn't on last week's podcast the week before when I was saying if, if L.A. plays this way against Tampa, they would lose. If the L.A. played this way in the playoffs, they would lose. Um, mainly because they did it to the Niners. They were up and they just kind of just, just went stagnant. Um, I was very impressed with the way they handled the game. And to your point about Cooper Cup and what the, the NFL analysts are saying, you should know by now that the analysts don't like the Rams. The Rams are not t- – it don't matter how – you guys can go – you guys can have a perfect season. What is it, 18 games or 20 games in a season to go to the Super Bowl? What, 20 and 0? You would still – 21 and 0? No, it would be 20 and 0. Yeah. You would never get the clout you deserve. That's just how it is. The, the, every time the Rams are winning games, they find some reason to knock them. Um, Cooper Cup is a very valuable part of the Rams offense. You know, a lot of it comes down as why is it Matthew Stafford getting a lot of talk? Would Cooper Cup put these numbers up with Jared Goff? So, man, just throwing that out there. But I agree that I do believe he should be the MVP simply for what he's done. Um you know, even like he's like Debo Samuel. They're very they without these receivers, your teams wouldn't be winning. Uh, 
the Rams going into this game against the Niners for the third time is a very, very crucial game simply because it's your third time. Your last game you played up, you blew a gigantic lead and lost. And now you're playing for, you know, arguably the biggest game of the, of the season. I mean, I know the Super Bowl is, but this is a huge game for Rams fans. You just spent so much money on this season that basically it's Super Bowl or bust. I mean, you got all this money for Von Miller. You got, you know, the people you're bringing in, your trades, your draft picks are gone. Uh, Brady, a lot of people, it's funny. It's, so I was up shopping at the Traverse Mountains. I walked into the the Black Clover store, uh, and the guy had the game on. So I missed a lot of the game. I, last time I seen the Rams when it was like 21-0, 23-0, I uh, walk in, and Brady just marched the Bucks down the field to score. And there's like 47 seconds left, no timeouts. And I was just, you know, that's a lot of time. A minute on the clock is a lot of time for these quarterbacks. It's just, it is. Uh, and the fact that I was to watch Matthew Stafford break down a defense the way he did on two passes was just incredible. But this week, I'm going to say it again. If the Rams do not close out teams when you get these big leads, go up 50 to 0. Win 100 to 0. Nobody cares. Go up, blow them out of the water, show why you deserve to be in the Super Bowl, and possibly win. I think this is going to be a very, this is a, a I can't stress it, this is a huge game for LA. And if you don't win, what happens? What do you do if you guys lose this game? If you lose three straight games in a season to the Niners, what do you do? You well, no it would be seven straight overall, too, if we lose again. But you have no draft capital. You have nothing nothing to look forward to in an offseason if you lose. You have nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you've forked out big money for big-name players. Vaughn Miller, by the way, has been – they they showed a – I watched this. It was about a 50, it was about 12 minute video clip of all the times Vaughn Miller has faced Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady's Tom Superman, Von Miller is his kryptonite. Yep. Because yep. that dude has hit Tom Brady a lot. And he gave uh, him a bloody lip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, dude. He's Von in the playoffs, I, I, he plays better. One, I mean, when he did it with Denver, he hasn't been healthy. And he came in. He was kind of like, man, we put this, put all this money in for Vaughn. Like, what's happening? What's going on? Then the playoffs start, and Vaughn's been a beast. Because now, now, how do you go after on that line? You got Aaron Donald getting double teamed. That leaves Vaughn Miller one on one. There's not a lot of O line that can stop Vaughn one on one. I mean, you, it, it's it's kind of take your pick of what's going on. And I would love to see the Rams go, but once again, if they if they just decide to just coast, the game's off. They will lose. Yeah, and Brady will come back for one more year. So, <laughs> uh, what do you think, Chris? I I I hundred percent agree with like what Larry said. You know, the Rams have done it all season, where they get a lead early, and then they just coast. Like that's been the Raiders' mo too, and it it's, it's frustrated the ever living hell out of me because it, like, when did sportsmanship become don't run the score up? Bullshit! If you could score, you score. Like, dude, when I was playing when I was playing football in high school, we played. We were a double A team, and we played a five A school. This school beat the living brakes off of us, like seventy two to nothing. 
we could not get down the field on this team because they they were like half of their freaking senior class went to like was pulled into D one schools. Like they, they were damn good. But do you think their coach told them, Oh, you know, hey, this school's like way lower than you, so but let's just coast. Let's just take it easy on them. No, screw that. It's a competitive sport. If you if you have the opportunity to score, don't baby it. Run that ball. Run like run that score up. Tear them apart. It's the only way you're gonna beat the 49ers. If you give them life, they're gonna breathe hard. Like, this game is going to be a difficult game because the 49ers are coming in with so much confidence because they beat the Rams, you know, and they've come back from a 17-0 deficit to win 27-24. Like, it's the, – the Rams have to keep their foot on the on the 49ers. The Rams have proven that they can put pressure on the 49ers, but they need to keep that pressure instead of backing off. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's it's terrible, terrible. you know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't know. I agree. I but, agree. I do agree, but I do agree Cooper Cup should be MVP. Like, the, the dude was a beast. And honest, honest to God, you put him on any team, any team, doesn't matter if the quarterback sucks. You put him on any team, he's putting up numbers. You put him on the Jaguars, he's putting up numbers. <laughs> Just yeah, that. he was putting up numbers with golf. Um, you know, he's putting up good numbers with golf, but obviously not these type of numbers. It literally showed the difference between golf and Stafford, what kind of difference it's made for the team. Um, and just the passion and the intensity that Stafford had on that final drive. Like, after the game, they were asking Stafford about it, and he was just like, yeah, some of my teammates came up to me, and they were just like, dude, you were you were scary. Like, you were in a different place, like, on that last drive. And he was like, I thrive on that. Like, I love that. And Stafford even said, like, yeah, it would have been nice to be able to take three knees to end the game. Like, to be up by the score that we were up by, just take three knees and end the game. He was like, but the way that we won the game, he was like, I like winning it that way better. He was like, it was like taking someone's soul. He was like, we took their soul from them. And I was just like, I was like, damn, like he's saying that about Tom Brady. Like he's, yeah, he's like saying that about like the freaking goat. So um, I think getting Stafford in there was well worth it. And the doubters that said that, you know, he can't win the big games or he doesn't come up clutch, I think they're being proven wrong right now so far. Um, and then obviously, you know, we'll see with this next game. But as of right now, he's improving the doubters wrong. And I think the Rams have uh, capitalized on bringing him in and all the other ones that we brought in too. Um, so the second game... Uh, the evening Hold on game real was, quick. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say something about Matthew Stafford. And it, when he, you know, said he was snatching souls, which was awesome. But he also said this is the environment he wanted to be in when he came to LA. I want to be in close games. I want to show that I can win these games. I want to prove that when it comes down to it, I can do this. And he's done it. I mean, he. Like you said, he's proven doubters wrong. I mean, he's been in – he never had this – he didn't have this opportunity in Detroit. He never had the opportunity to actually play in these big games where they were down and, you know, can we get points on the board to win and stuff like that. Um, 
I think Stafford has proved that he should be a Hall of Famer and is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and has been throughout his career. But playing for Detroit, he he just didn't get that credit. It's like playing for the Jets. Yeah. But now you're getting this national media attention. Everybody's talking about how LA's doing this. And so Stafford's in the limelight now where people, it's like, Stafford's been doing this. They might not have been winning games, but Stafford has been doing this. I mean, the dude is the only quarterback in the NFL to throw over 5,000 yards twice. With Detroit, one year with Calvin Johnson, one with Kenny Galladay or something. I don't even think it was Kenny Galladay who was on that spot. Now that he's got a receiving core, it's it's incredible to watch him play. And his confidence is through the roof. And that's that's what I think gives the Rams the X factor going into this week. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, going into the second game, uh, and then we'll talk about who we think is going to win this coming weekend. Um, so, the last game on Sunday was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Um, and this one, man, I tell you what, like they're saying that this should have been like the Super Bowl almost with how exciting it was. And the quarterback play was unreal. I don't think you can say one quarterback lost it for the other. I really think it was just overtime rules. And I think that and we can talk about how we feel about the overtime rules, obviously, as well. But um, the last two minutes of this game in the fourth quarter, 25 points were scored. In the last two freaking minutes, 25 points were scored. And it felt like whoever got the ball last was going to win. But it went into overtime. And, of course, the Chiefs got the ball. So it was just like, you know, overtime rules. Whoever scores first wins unless you kick a field goal. If you kick a field goal, then the other team. It's unreal sometimes what he can do. I'm sorry. Like, he's almost not human. It's not fair. It's like a freaking glitch. Like, he made this sidearm pass. Like, and it wasn't like a long pass or anything or anything like that. But he did this sidearm pass where he threw it under the defender's arm and it, like, curled around and hit the wide receiver, like, right in the hands. Like, he threw it like like a baseball throw because I know he used to be a pitcher like his dad. And it's just like, that's just unfair. Like, you shouldn't be able to do that. Um and a couple of times, a couple of plays, too, where it looked like he was going to get sacked, and he freaking was able to do something to get out of it and throw a touchdown. Like, it was, like, ridiculous. But something else I need to acknowledge, because, you know, obviously, talking about Cooper Cup and the numbers he put up, Cooper Cup had, um, like, eight catches, 186 yards, and a touchdown. Freaking Davis from the Buffalo Bills, the wide receiver, yeah, he had freaking, I can't remember how many receptions, but it was 11, 11 for 208 <laughs> freaking yards and four touchdowns. Like, if you are the Kansas City Chiefs defense, at what point do you say, hey, maybe we should double cover that guy? Or, hey, maybe we should make sure when that guy is on the field that someone is, like, watching him. Like, I, I, I just don't know how you allow someone to get – that many touchdowns and that many yards in a game against your team. And then Stephon Diggs, who people say is like one of the top wide receivers in the NFL, had like two catches for seven yards. 
seven freaking yards. Like in double teaming Stephon Diggs. At, at one point, do you say, okay, like, okay, we Diggs is fine now, and you go and try to freaking cover freaking Davis? I still, I, 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 I don't get it. it blows my mind. But Kansas City Chiefs now fourth straight year they're going to the AFC Championship game, and they are hosting in their home field. We all know why, but it that's that's truth. It's not. It's not. Like, it's making it up. The truth. That's factual. Four four years in a row. So obviously, um, some of the stuff from breaking down this game and then kind of talking about the Chiefs' legacy, Patrick Holmes' legacy, four years straight of going to the AFC Championship game. Let's we'll start with Chris since he was booing them and thumbs down to them. I'm always going to. They're in my division. <laughs> um. Patrick Mahomes proved to all women that 13 seconds is long enough. <laughs> there you go. And proved that uh, the Cowboys couldn't get it done in 10 seconds. But Mahomes was like, 13, three extra seconds? I got this. <laughs> no, so their, their drive for that field goal took one second less than Dak Prescott's rush. Dak Prescott's rush was 14 seconds. Patrick Mahomes marched down the field to kick a field goal in 13 seconds. You have 13 seconds. Why is your number one defense with the top two safeties in the league not able to stop them? Like, that's what got to me. And then you got Tyreek Hill with the deuces as he's running past people. That dude's, that dude's ridiculous how fast he is. It's stupid. Taunting. <laughs> It, it was, but taunting doesn't end the play. No, but it doesn't count as a touchdown either. It would. Yeah, it's still a touchdown. They just add on to the kick. Yeah, they would. St- it would happen on the on the kickoff. So, it yeah. I I don't know. I hate the Chiefs. I always will. I I don't care. But I have respect for them. Like Andy Andy Reid is the first coach in NFL history to take two separate teams to four straight championship games because he took the Eagles to the NFC championship four straight years. And now he just did it with the Chiefs. Um, I will say, though, Patrick Mahomes is it, it, does it does. Am I the only one that thinks that it looks like he shit his pants when he's running away from people? Like, have you ever seen that? that? Like, his face? No, just like his, his <laughs> pants are like sagging down and shit. Like, Dude, it was his face. The face he makes. Yeah. But, no, the, the curveball, I've never seen anybody curve a football. That was insane to me. But, you know, I mean, he, he threw a, what was it, a 91-mile-an-hour curveball when he pitched? Like, he had a 99-mile-an-hour fastball when he pitched. So his curveball was, like, insanely fast as well, and he had great control. And he's proving that great control as an NFL quarterback. The one thing that needs to stop is his brother and his and his fiance. Like, they need to just shut the fuck up. Like, Everybody says even. that. I don't even know who his brother or his wife, fiance thing is. I've never seen it. So his fiance at the game 
when they kicked when they the field goal to go into overtime, she was she in a skybox and she dumped like three bottles of champagne, champagne on fans and shit. Hell yeah, dude. Get oh, they, they were pissed. Like fans were livid. But And then uh, her, his brother was the one that um, thought it was a good idea to dance on Sean Taylor's number when they did the memorial for him in Washington. Yeah, he did a TikTok dance on Sean Taylor's memorial. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I've heard about it. I don't know what they look like. I don't... She looks, she looks like a horse and he looks like a crackhead Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I'm just being an asshole. Um, anyway, no, like... Patrick Mahomes is amazing, but I don't think he would have been good if he got picked up on the Bears or another team, honestly. If he would have gone in the top five picks that year, he wouldn't have been as good. We wouldn't be talking about Patrick Mahomes right now. Just saying. Um, the Chiefs already had a really strong team before, and Patrick Mahomes just meshed really well with that team. Now... The things that they've done over the past four years, being in the AFC West, it's frustrating. But, I mean, it's, it's – I don't know. I'd rather see the Chiefs than the Broncos. <laughs> this is mean, salt in the limits. Yeah, dirty look from Larry there. But I'm sure, he, I'm sure he'd rather see the Chiefs over the Raiders. Hell no, I grew up in a Raider household, bro. Oh, okay. The Raiders win. I can Where actually I celebrate with my dad, with my dad and be happy. <laughs> It'll never happen, but you know, <laughs> here's the yeah. open. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's the Chiefs are just on another level, and they have been for the last four years. Hell, they they were on another level the year before Patrick Mahomes came in. Alex Smith led that team to the playoffs. They didn't go to the to the AFC Championship because they lost to Tom Brady. But and Tom Brady, I think that was, yeah, that was the year that uh, he that was his last Super Bowl win with the Patriots, I believe. Maybe can't remember. But Alex Smith like led that team pretty damn well. Like that team was well coached, already had a, a plethora of stars, you know. And then you bring Patrick Mahomes in, who is just on another level as a quarterback. They scored more points in two minutes, the two teams, than I think that's like one of the highest in NFL history, most points in two minutes, in the final two minutes of the game. It's, it's pretty damn close. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so, Larry, what did you think about the, the game and the Chiefs' legacy with the four years straight? I have been waiting, waiting to talk about this. <laughs> you played defense, Chris. Yeah. So let's say it's uh, 13 seconds left in the fourth. There's hypothetically, there's 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Okay. And you got to keep the team out of field goal position. And you're going to run a three, a three deep man. Are you going to blitz four people and leave a tight, o- tight end wide open? Are you going to leave arguably one of the best tight ends in football wide open? Or are you going to blitz three and put somebody on him to cover it? Just hypothetically, what would you do? Um, 
I would rush three. I wouldn't blitz anybody. You would rush three, right? I wouldn't rush the three and step back and make sure shit's covered. So really quick, that's actually the thing that I want to bring up was that play. So Travis Kelsey, like they asked him afterwards what he said to to Patrick Mahomes, and he's like, look, this is what they're doing. They're guarding the sidelines to make sure we can't get out of bounds. And I see this opening. This opening is here. This is what they're doing. And you hear Patrick Mahomes in his cadence behind the center. He looks over at, at Kelsey and says, do it. Like you can hear him say it. All he says is, do it. Drops back, hits Kelsey. Like nobody was guarding him. What the hell? So, so, yeah, so, sorry, go ahead, Larry. No, no, no. I, I, that, it has been eating at me. I have watched football my entire life. I have never, ever seen a defense just not play defense. And then on the next play, you have Tyree Kill, who just runs a slant route, and everybody just looked confused. Like, nobody knew what to do. The whole thing was just weird to me. Um I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is good. Uh, I disagree with the statement that he wouldn't be good on Chicago. He'd be better on Chicago. He had to run for his life a lot more. Um, <laughs> well, and, and that's that's the thing is with Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes is not a fast quarterback. He's not. He actually, I believe, he ran the same forty as Tom Brady. No, he was, are he was faster. Tom, Tom, Tom Brady was like five point four seconds, and Pat Mahomes was four points four point eight. Maybe it was Manning then, something. But he ran it like – but he's not fast. Pat Mahomes is not fast. He's elusive, and that's what makes him dangerous. It's the sidearm throw. We watched him do that in the Super Bowl last year, falling down and throwing the pass. Like, that's just what he does. That whole game was just baffling to me. But then I started realizing – the I, like I said, I believe sports are rigged. And here's my whole thing of why now, after watching the defense on back-to-back plays, this is why. The number one defense in the league. Yes, plays no defense. Give me a fucking break. Um, Pat Mahomes on the Kansas City Chiefs won his, you know, four straight years in the NFL, four straight AFC, AFC championship games. But if he would beat Cincinnati and he goes to the Super Bowl, he plays the Rams, who was it three, four years ago, when that game had eight the Monday night game, teams. Yeah. I mean, that game should have – we wanted the best of seven of those two teams. That was the, the, the mustard and mayo game. And you guys had the yeah. gaudy yellow uniforms on. The color rush jerseys, yeah. They had the ketchup uniform. It was fucking mustard yeah. versus ketchup. Yeah. And that game was phenomenal. So this is a huge rematch. If Kansas City goes to the Super Bowl, the Rams go. It's a rematch game of that. The 49ers lost to Kansas City two years ago in the Super Bowl. It's a rematch game. Are the Bills going to generate a bunch of money going to the Super Bowl against the Rams or the the Niners? Probably not. Kansas City right now generates money. They are the dynasty. They bring more money, more viewers. This is the most football has ever been watched in the history of the NFL. This last postseason weekend had the most viewers it's ever had. Um, Buffalo, I think, got a steal in Josh Allen. Um, and I think I Buffalo think did Buffalo something did right something with right Josh Allen. Allen. Uh, it, I'm not saying Drew Locke is Josh Allen caliber by any means, but Buffalo, what they did, because everybody says, oh, we should took Josh Allen, you know. Josh Allen was dog shit his first two years in the NFL. 
He wasn't he nothing. Wasn't Buffalo, Buffalo took the took time the to actually time develop their young quarterback and teach them a system of how to play. He's had the same coordinator since he's been in. He's had the same coach. And now he's playing phenomenally. And they played a great game. Um, as far as the overtime rules, the game should have never been in the overtime. Buffalo should have had that game wrapped up in regular time. Game should have never gone. And it's because of that one play. You have you're on the twenty five yard line, and that's the other thing. You're on the twenty five. Why did they kick a touchback? That doesn't happen. You kick it, take five, six seconds off the clock. Every time. Do a little squib kick. You now have you know seven, eight seconds. You put a defender on Travis Kelsey. It's, that game's a wrap. Buffalo wins. We're on to the championship. Buffalo versus Cincinnati. It would be a great game. Uh, I just don't – the overtime rules don't bother me. I think each team should get a chance to get the ball, but at the end of the day, maybe you should be better and just not forget how to play defense. It's just plain and simple. You look at some of these plays with Tyree Kill. They were doubling Tyree the majority of that game. Tyree Kill was double covered. Tyree didn't do anything until you, about the fourth quarter. That's when Tyree Kill came alive. It was about it was the beginning of the fourth quarter, and they got him on that slant route where he did the you know the peace sign and all that stuff. If you watch the defenders, if you actually go and watch that play, you have defenders on Buffalo. So Tyreek's coming here. You have defenders that are above him, looking down at him, and then turn around to look uphill. As Tyreek's in front of him, they could have made the stops. They just they didn't. It was a Madden glitch. The computer took over on rookie mode and said, "We're going to tackle this guy." It was it was a nightmare. And Buffalo, honestly, they deserve the loss. Sean McDermott played, called a horrible defense, paid the price. And I do like what Andy Reid did say. I mean, you know, I told sometimes when things get grim, you got to be the Grim Reaper. That's some savage ass shit. Like, and you, like, that, if you want to, that's how you light a fire in your guy's ass right there. You know, you, you let him know that you have that faith in a quarterback. And that's what makes Andy Reid such a valuable coach. I mean, I think he just moved up to number three. Or four on the all times win list, something like that, uh, or maybe the top eight or something. He's up there. Yeah, and he's done with multiple teams. But that's the thing is he knows how to get his guys to play when it's crunch time. And he showed it, and he's shown it, and he's shown it. Um, I just I, – I, I don't like talking about that Bills game because it's, it literally it eats me alive because I have never seen a defense like that in my whole life. And the like, you just gave up twenty five yards on a play that, if he would have caught it, he's tackled. You got ten yards. You lost ten seconds. You got three seconds left. Like you, you just it was just horrible defense. Buffalo, as much as I was rooting for Buffalo to win for obvious reasons, because you know fuck the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, for real though. Um, and apparently, you know his his brother and his fiance fucked him too. I guess hashtag whatever they are. Um, <laughs> I don't know who they are, dude. It is what it is. I guess that's that's what I've been reading. So I'm just gonna go with the flow with it. I'm gonna be one of those sheep people and just follow blindly. Uh, I, I can get two shits less. I mean, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, Pat Mahomes' fiance is not Matthew Stafford's wife. We'll tell you that right now. Matthew Stafford's oh, wife no. was giving out tickets to the game. That's badass. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just it really chaps my ass at how shitty that defense was. The rest of the game was cool. It was a great game. All you know what really grinds my gears? Awesome. No. 
Dude, that's that's it though. It's just that one sequence of plays, and Buffalo would be in a championship game, and I think Buffalo is strong enough to beat Cincinnati. Yeah, that's very true. So, uh, with the this uh, episode focusing on uh, football and the NFL, we'll end things with uh, our picks for for this uh, AFC and NFC championship weekend. Um, so. Let's start off. The first game is going to be the AFC championship game. That's the early game. So the Bengals going to Kansas City. Uh, Like we talked about, Kansas City hosting the game again, which I think gives them a huge advantage. They were the only home team to win, by the way, on the divisional weekend, which was nuts in itself. (laughs) No home team could win other than the Chiefs. Um, So home field advantage, Bengals going in. Bengals, regular season, crazy good game, I thought, when they played the Chiefs, um, and they were able to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs kind of made some questionable calls and decisions at the end of the game that kind of cost them the game. What do you want to say, Chris? So before before we jump into the picks, the one thing that we didn't point out about all four of the games that were played was every single one of the games. It's the first time in divisional playoff history that all four of the games were decided on the very last play of the game. Yeah. But yeah, that's the never happened. They were all they 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 were all ended with a game winning score every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As time required, as time ended, and I did want to throw out there. My wife's asleep, so I can say this. Um, Robbie Gold. There's a video of him like after he kicked the field goal, they gave him the game ball, and he runs up to Jimmy Garoppolo and he just yells, "Fuck the Packers!" Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, Jimmy G said that to him. Yeah, Jimmy G said it. Oh, was it Jimmy G that said yeah, it? I thought it was Robbie said, Gold that said it. Said it twice. Oh, I thought it was Robbie Gold that said it. Well, he said it. He said it back to him. He said, "Yeah, f the Packers." So he was like agreeing with them, and I was yeah. just like, "Man, that's." I don't know. That's kind of messed up. I was like, I saw that video too, and I was like, man, that's messed that's up. Hilarious. Like, there's a lot of savage things that happened this weekend. Let's, like, let's, let's, Robbie Gold is now twenty for twenty in postseason field goal. The last time there was a kicker like that was Vinatieri. There you go. Yeah. Or all of Tom Brady's kickers. Vinatieri. All righty. Well. All right. So. Bringing down the the AFC Championship game, um, we'll we'll see if uh, Burrow, you know, can keep the ice in his veins. If he can be uh, Joe Cool Burrow or whatever nickname they're giving him right now for everything that's been going on with him, um, you know, if the Chiefs can be able to contain, uh, you know, Jamar Chase or not, um, if they're going to be able to shut that down. Um, uh, Tyron, uh, what's his last name? Matthew. Matthew, yeah. I always mispronounce it just because how it's spelled. But um, he um, had a concussion in the game and was out in the uh, divisional round. So I'm not sure if he's good to go, if he's going to be playing this game or not yet, if they've announced. Um, so that could be a big factor as well. Um, so since we did our picks last time with Al, Larry, let's start off with Larry, your picks. Well, your pick, just the one, this one. Uh, we'll talk about the other one after, but just for this game. Um, Bengals, Chiefs, who you got? How do you see it shaking down? I mean, I think 
I want Cincinnati to win. I think it would be fantastic. Uh, what was it that game he had five? Burrow had five hundred yards and five t- five tutties. Is that what it was in that in the regular game? season game? Yeah, thirty-five, thirty-one. Um, I think the Chiefs have a really good shot of of losing this game. And yes, I said the Chiefs have a really good shot of losing. Uh, just to clarify, I think the, this is their game to lose. Uh, I think Cincinnati's defense, Trey Hendrickson, did, uh, he was, uh, I believe, played for the Vikings for, for most of his career before coming over here to Cincinnati. So um, we've already been on Mahomes' nuts all night because of what he's able to do. I mean, the dude, he simply is incredible. He is a magician on the field, and he will – one day, I, I he will be in the conversation for you know greatest of all time. I think there's a, a very good chance he could pass Brady for most rings, um, especially with the way they've been playing. I just don't think Cincinnati can beat the Chiefs again in in Kansas City. Um, the Chiefs defense is playing good. They're gonna uh, should be completely healthy coming into this game. Uh, the big thing for Kansas City to win is. Shutting down Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. Make somebody else in Cincinnati beat you. And if they do, that was like what you were saying with Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs. We'll take out your number one guy. Make somebody else beat us. And Gabriel Davis had a career, first player to ever have four touchdowns in a, in a postseason game. First wide receiver to ever do that. Make somebody else beat us. And that's going to be the Chiefs' mindset. We'll give you passes to these guys all day long. Make sure you can beat us with these guys. Um, Cincinnati's standpoint, a lot of it's going to be containing the run game. Kansas City is non-existent. Uh, they have a run game sometimes. It's like Green Bay occasionally they run for 200 yards, and the next game they run for two yards. Uh, the big thing is shutting down Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Is that asking a lot of defense? It is. But it can be done. And that's, that's going to be – if. Cincinnati's up to the pass to, to slow them, to at least put a man on them. You know, maybe if you're in a 13-second game, you'll at least have somebody covering Travis Kelsey. I don't, I don't know. Just spitballing ideas here. You guys hear this. I'm going to petition for Marvin Lewis to come back over here and coach Cincinnati. Maybe he can figure it out and help him out. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to pick Cincinnati just because I don't want the Chiefs to win. Alrighty, fair enough. Chris, your pick and breakdown. So, you mentioned Joe Burrow having 500 yards. Jamar Chase also set the rookie record for receiving yards against the Chiefs defense, and they were healthy. He had 326 receiving yards. The dude is a monster. There is not a single person on the Chiefs defense that can guard him. They're going to have to t- double team him. And then that opens up Uzuma. That opens up T. Higgins, who is just as fast as, as um, Jamar. Blah. Brain fart. T. Higgins, is, he, he's fast. Whatever. I, I can't put names on it. Brain fart. It's okay. Um, yeah. Yay. I'm tired. It's okay. Um, huh? The Raiders fans, what are you going to do? Uh, no. Has nothing to do with that. Has everything to do with work. <laughs> but anyway, I, I don't think the Chiefs have an answer for Jamar Chase. They don't. 
Um, but I don't think the Bengals' defense has an answer for Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Byron Pringle. That's the X factor that hasn't been mentioned. Like, yeah, Tyreek Hill's got the speed. Travis Kelsey is arguably the best tight end in NFL history. Like, he's up there with Tony Gonzalez. Just just my opinion on that. Like, the dude is ridiculous. Their, their key is they're going to have to stop both of them, but then that opens up Byron Pringle. And Byron Pringle has a really good relationship with Patrick Myers. So that could be scary as well. I, I could see this being a very high-scoring game. Um, but I'm I'm going to take Macaulay Culkin. Oh, so you're going with the Bengals as well. All right. I, I am. Because fuck the Chiefs. Of course, that's the only reason why both of you are doing that. No, no honestly, Certainly, if, if, if you honestly, think about the Bengals, it. Uh, yeah, if you, if you think about it, with the way things are working right now, uh, uh-oh. I got to go grab my charger. If you think about it, if the Chiefs win the AFC, they win the Super Bowl, our division looks fucking great. <laughs> We're putting out Super Bowl winners. That's all I can say. But see, Matt's division looks great too because there's two members of his division in the NFC Championship. So no matter Fair what, enough. he I goes in. My charger. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm I'm going to go against you guys and go with the Chiefs. Um, I think this is the um, end of the Cinderella story for the Bengals. Yes, Jamar. receiving yards so he's obviously probably going to do that i don't think they'll be able to hold up under 18 freaking yards so um you know even with that and with the high that they're on and like i said they're kind of scary in the sense of like the eagles when they won the super bowl i think it's just going to be too big for them you know this is only burrow's second year but his first time in the postseason i just think it's it's just all going to be too big. It's going to be too overwhelming. And Mahomes, four straight years, two Super Bowls. Like, I think, I think he's got more of the the experience and calm and cool. And I think he knows as well that he's got to put the team on his back because the, they they always have to outscore the other team because they know their defense can't do anything. They know their defense can't do dilly crap. Like, oh, it looks like his got turned off there. <laughs> his battery died. Yeah, I was going to say, probably battery died. It looked like he was, like, hooking died. it up, though. So I'll have to see if he can get it back here after I break down what I was saying. But anyways, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs are going to take it. Um, so I'm going to go against you guys. So I think it'll be – another Super Bowl for the Chiefs to try to go and put under their belt. Um, would I love to see the Bengals in there? Yeah. Because if the Rams go, I'd rather the Rams play the Bengals than the Chiefs. <laughs> so <laughs> who would I like to see in? The Bengals. But I, I just don't think their their Cinderella story is going to continue. Um, so let me see if I can invite them again. 
Can you guys hear me? Disconnected, so I'll have to wait for that. I don't want to stop recording on here because I don't know how to like splice them together or whatever and don't want to do like two separate videos. I like having just the one video. <laughs> Makes sure um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but we can at least talk about ours until he, our next picks until he comes back anyways. He can be the last well, one to go. Well, one thing that I wanted to bring up is you mentioned that's Joe Burrow's second season. In Patrick Mahomes' second full season, it wasn't technically his second season. It was his third season in the league. But technically his second full season, he won Super Bowl. So, I'm not. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm just saying could could be very likely. It's just a young team, you know. Uh, Zach Taylor, young coach, first time being here, going from from worst, not worst to first, but one of the worst teams to now being in the AFC Championship. So um, I don't know. I just think it's going to be too overwhelming and playing on the road. I mean, obviously they pl- proved that they could play on the road because they beat Tennessee, but I just think playing in Kansas City is different than playing in Tennessee. So um, just even with the crowd noise, um, it's one of the second loudest stadiums, you know, in the NFL. Um, all right. So the the second game, the evening game, of course, like we were saying, is going to be the Rams and 49ers. Uh, third time that they'll be playing each other this year. First two times the 49ers have won and beat the Rams. Uh, they've beaten the Rams six straight times. You know, so this could be a seventh um, going into L.A., playing in L.A., which is also a good thing. I feel like that gives us a, uh, some advantage. The Cardinals game, the Rams fans came out. They they were there um, when the when the 49ers played them at the end of the regular season. It was kind of half and half for the fan base. Half 49ers fans were there. Half were Rams fans. Will it be that way again? I'm. I'm not sure. I'm hoping it's going to be more Rams fans again, like the Cardinals game. Um, and the team, again, is pushing to have more Rams fans there, obviously. We want to have the crowd advantage. We want to have the home field advantage for it. Um, so I guess with all of that, um, you know, both teams know each other so well. It's kind of crazy. And they both play each other hard and, and, they are very competitive because same division, you know, rivals big time. Um, Jimmy G kind of still going in, banged up. Debo Samuel going in, kind of beat, beat up from the Packers game. Um, what's your pick and how do you see it shaking down? Um, my pick is my the, pick Rams. the Rams. I think the Rams are going to win this. Matt Stafford is going to go to the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford is going to get his first ring. Oh, wow. Spoiler alert. No. <laughs> so whether they play the Bengals or the Chiefs, you think you'd be able to beat either of those? Yep. Their defense Their is top notch. So, but I, I would say um, really quick, Larry just said send him the invite again. So as far as I'm, I'm concerned, like it is impossible to beat a team three times in the same season. Absolutely impossible. I don't care if they have – the 6-0 record against them in the last six games, and that Sean McVay has not been able to beat Kyle Shanahan. Um, I, I think this is where Sean McVay gets over that hump. I think this is where that defense just destroys Jimmy G. And I honestly I honestly think that the Rams 
pull it out. I, I, I think if they kind of learned a lesson against Buck, the Bucks and Tom Brady, and if we let off the gas, we have a chance to lose. I don't think they're going to let off the gas in this game. I, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair. I like. I mean, I could see probably probably 52 to 48 to 52 points between both of them. Honestly. So I'm thinking like 28 to 21, you know, 27, 24, that kind of stuff. You know, Um, it's, it's not going to be a super high scoring game. It's going to be fun to watch, but I I think the Rams pull it out. I think Aaron Donald, I think honestly, I, I think the Rams have more, more to lose in this game than the 49ers do. 49ers have been in the last couple of years, you know, and the Rams are just, they're hungry, they're eager. Um, Odell Beckham has really stepped up in the playoffs. Cooper Cup has stepped up in the playoffs. Uh, Cam Akers looks like a freaking, like, just a bullet out of the backfield. And he's catching the ball well. Sony Michelle is still carrying like 3.8 to 4.2 yards per carry, you know, even with Cam Akers back. So they're they're the team to beat. I'm, I'm just saying it. They are the team to beat. All righty. I like it. So Chris going with the Rams. Larry is now back. So uh, Larry, uh, Rams, 49ers, we kind of broke down the history behind it and all that's been going down. Um, so what's your pick and how do you see it shaking out? To the Rams. I don't necessarily agree with Chris saying it's impossible to beat a team three times in a season. It's never happened. Fair enough. There's still a chance it could happen. Uh, we'll find out, I guess we'll find out in, in a couple of days. Um, I just honestly, honestly think that the Rams are the better team. Um, uh, Chris did say Super Bowl. Uh, I won't disagree with that. I think everybody's kind of rooting for the Rams to go. Uh, you know, being back in the new city, it's time for them to win a championship there to show that the move was actually worth it. I just don't think that the Niners have a complete team. I know they played very well against the Packers, and they've, they've played well throughout so far. Um, one thing with the, with the Niners is it seems like they can beat you on any front. Their offense can be shit, but their defense will stop you, and their special teams are going to block punts and score touchdowns. It's a good way to look at it. You know, the Niners right now are winning – not necessarily with skill. They're winning with 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 a lot of luck. Um, you know that Packers game. Debo Samuel ran the ball. It was what third and seven, third and eight, and he gives a run the ball with Debo Samuel, and he gets a first down. He gets a field goal. I just feel all around the Rams are the better team on every aspect of the ball. You take out Debo Samuel. You got George Kittle. George Kittle had four drops in that game against the Packers. Four drops. He does that again, it's a wrap. The, that, the Rams are just uh, – I think that Jalen Ramsey, for one, is arguably one of the best corners to ever play the position, uh, especially this year. He is shutting people down and consistently doing and doing so. Uh, Aaron Donald, Von Miller uh, – about the only people I really know on your defense. Uh, Leonard Floyd. 
That's the other guy's name I can think of. Yeah, Leonard Leonard Floyd. I just don't. I, just don't, I, I think they're the best they're team the best in the NFL. NFL. I don't think there's no, a better team than the Rams. I, I, I really don't. I mean, Kansas City on one side, yeah, but I think the Rams are the most complete team in these in these next series. And I think that's what's going to win is they can beat you. And it all comes down to not not being stagnant. Keep your lead, blow them out. Who cares if the media rips you apart for winning 100 to zero? Who cares? Nobody cares. Like you won, you do. You win by any means necessary. You slow down. They showed it. They slowed down against the Niners and lost. They slowed down against the Bucks and lost. Essentially, I mean, I know they won the game, but you allowed Tom Brady to come back twenty-three to zero. What do you I mean? You trying to pull the Kyle Shanahan here, the the, the Atlanta Falcons? I mean, I don't know what you're trying to do. So. I think as long as the, the 49ers or the, the Rams keep their foot on the gas, the Niners aren't going to touch them. There's just no way. The, the Rams have way too many weapons. You got Odell, you got Van, you got Higby, you got Cup, you got Akers, you got Michelle, you got Henderson, you got Matthew fucking Stafford, smashing souls. Yeah, dude. I mean, you got. I would love to see the dude snatching souls against the Grim Reaper in the Super Bowl. Tell me that would be cool. <laughs> that that would be pretty cool. That was a good comparison. Um, so uh, with with that, obviously, I'm going to you know take my team, the Rams, uh, picking them to win. Um, I think you know, obviously, the mistakes have to be lessened. Um, I, I felt like when Cam Akers did the first fumble. Fair enough. We had a big lead. It was not a big deal. And they wanted to get him confidence, so they kept on handing him the ball. But I think at some point they needed to put Sony in more. He didn't really get as many carries in the Bucks game as he should have. And again, I know they're trying to build up Cam's confidence, but Sony has proved that he can do it. Like, he's been just as good. So I think one thing they need to do against the Niners, get Sony Michelle more involved. Secondly, if they stop the run against the 49ers, if they can stop Debo when he runs it or any of their running backs, Jimmy G cannot handle the pressure of Von Miller and Donald Leonard Floyd. He cannot. He's not going to be able to get out of those situations. If the Rams get a big enough lead and they have to put it in Jimmy G's hands to win the game, then it's a wrap. So they need to be able to stop the run, stop it right off the bat, Start off quick, get that big lead, and then I think we're set. And we we could have a home field Super Bowl matchup, which would be nuts because it would be the second second straight year that that's happened. Um, so the Rams could potentially have a home Super Bowl game. Um, you know, and I was saying earlier, I don't think you were here for it, Larry. You know, I picked the Chiefs to win. So I picked against you guys, but I would rather see the Bengals win, honestly, just because I feel like the Rams have a better shot against the Bengals in the Super Bowl than they would the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I heard John Anchor. You're probably going to hear me later on going, hey, guys, can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, with that, you know, obviously I'd love to see the Bengals go because I think it increases our odds more so than the Chiefs. 
Um, do I think we could beat the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, I think we could do that as well. Um, you know, I think we, we have a legitimate shot. But first, obviously, you know, got to get by the 49ers. Um, so we're all unanimous for the Rams winning. Um, and then uh, you guys had the Bengals. I had the Chiefs. So we kind of split on that one. Um so we'll see how those uh, those picks uh, turn out. And Chris was always good at like predicting like how many sacks Aaron Donald was gonna get. How many is he gonna get this game, Chris? Come on now. Two, but Jimmy G's gonna be sacked six times. Six times. Damn. All right. Well, and and he's. You see throw. how giddy he got on that too? He's like, oh my god. And he's gonna throw two picks. Oh, damn, man. Just complete, just meltdown. <laughs> Jimmy G will throw a pick six. Yep. To either throw, Jalen Ramsey or Eric Weddle. He'll throw a pick six, you were saying, Larry? Absolutely. I think, seeing like, I know we had this conversation. I think Jimmy is a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's super overrated. He's shown he's that he, can, he he's, he's done both. He's shown that he can't win games with the balls in his hands. He's also shown that he can win games with the balls in his hands. The problem is you don't know who you're going to get a quarterback. With the way the Packers played the run game against, I mean, Eli Mitchell of the Niners is, is a really good running back, and he was stuck. Um, it, but Jimmy G, I think, can put up points as long as he has a run game. If there is no run game for the 49ers, Jimmy cannot win this game. I don't know if he'll get sacked six times. Uh, I think Donald will have a couple. I think Miller will probably have a couple. Uh, Floyd might get in there. I would like to see Jalen Ramsey get a sack. I think that would just make my day. Have him get a pick and a sack? Hell yeah. Right? Well, I, I would, I would, I, my, you know, my, my, my brother is a, is a huge Niners fan. Um, so, I mean, obviously, for the Niners to go would be pretty cool just for that aspect of it. Um, I know I got a buddy who lives in California, and he hates L.A. teams, so he, hope, he hopes it's not the Rams. But at the end of the day, the Rams are just a, they're just playing great football. Yeah, the, the defense, again, like I said before, has stepped up in the playoffs. Um, I think they took that last game against the 49ers in the regular season personally. And I think, to be honest, they're still holding on to it for this game. They need to. It's in that last game in the regular season. If they stop them with only a minute left with no timeouts, if they stop them on that final drive, the game's over. It doesn't go into overtime. But our defense let up, and they came and they drove down the field in a minute and tied it. So, yeah, I think the defense needs to take it personally. They need to hold on to that and use it as motivation. I think it'll help. Um, so, yeah. So, only talking about NFL this time. Uh, like I said, because we want to get in. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say this. Aaron Donald needs to bring in that seat, that suit he was wearing in those commercials, that invisible suit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give him an incredible edge, dude. You'd have an incredible edge against the team. <laughs> That's true. That helped a lot. Um, Where, where's Donald? What's up, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's freaky. <laughs> he 
It's just sitting there like smiling at him, all creepy. All you see is a head floating around. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, uh, well, that wraps things up for us. Um, I think you know focusing on football is is fun, especially with the playoffs for a whole episode. Um, I think you know you got, we're not gonna we only have two two more left the the championship games and then the Super Bowl so kind of have to soak it in, take it all in while we can, because then after that, it's going to be, you know, talking about all the other sports that are going on. And so, um, and we didn't get to mention about like the uh, Saints coach, like stepping down and stuff like that. So, you know, some stuff that we kind of missed that we didn't get to talk about, but we had plenty of other stuff to cover with the playoffs right now. So, um, well, and plus, next, like, next week is a next week is an off week. We can talk about the games, and then we can also talk about who got snubbed in the Pro Bowl. Or the baseball hall of fame. Yeah, baseball hall of fame, yeah. With yeah. baseball being shut down, it's funny that they're still doing that. But um but yeah, so as always we end our show with our hashtags. We got our hashtag Earl Thomas Earl still Thomas not signed. signed. <laughs> hashtag Cooper Cup for MVP. So um you know hashtag thirty for thirty. Florida Gators. <laughs> 30 for 30 Florida Gators. Um, Tell me so, you guys wouldn't be into that, though. Like, I'd, I'd watch it. 100%. I'd watch I, it. Yeah, I would watch it, too. Yeah, I yeah. think it would be interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as always, you can catch us on uh, YouTube. You can look at our beautiful mugs, or you can uh, listen to us if you prefer to not look at our lovely mugs. And uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, no, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Anchor, just any of the major uh, podcast stations uh, will have it so you can listen to it, share with your friends, loved ones, uh, just anyone that you run into, maybe that just likes sports, just be like, hey, do you like listening to podcasts? They say, yeah, just throw it out there. Uh, me and Chris sometimes do it at Pins and Ales if we have somebody that's talking in sports with us. So uh, just throw it out there. We work there. We work there. <laughs> For security, bro. <laughs> Oh, that's dope. <laughs> we're, we're actually looking for another security guy if you want to come down. You'll be working you Friday, yeah. Saturday until 2 in the morning. We'll talk about this after the podcast. Perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so, uh, as always, uh, we'll, uh, you know, same time, same place uh, next week. And until then, we'll uh, catch you guys on the flip side. Later. Later. Peace.